द स्टोरीज ऑफ महाभारत रिटोल्ड बाय सुदीप्त भौमिक डियर फ्रेंड्स वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ द स्टोरीज ऑफ महाभारत इन द लास्ट एपिसोड वी हर्ड द स्टोरी of how draupadi got married to the five pandava brothers an incident that has no parallels in the world literature now let's listen to what happens next the news of draupadi's marriage reached duryodhana while he was traveling back to the palace duryodhana was furious not only did the pandavas survive the fire but they have also won draupadi's hand in marriage this makes the powerful king drupad their strongest ally he cursed purochana i should have never trusted that fool his brother dushashana said the pandavas deceived us by disguising as brahmins if only we could recognize them would have taken care of them right there in the marriage hall duryodhana was in deep thought he said the pandavas now have a powerful ally they can challenge us at any moment if they want to we must think of some strategy to finish them as soon as possible let's talk to father about this In the meantime in Hastinapur when Vidura received the news he was ecstatic with joy he went to king dhritarashtra's chamber and said oh king i have great news for you by the grace of god the glory of the kurus have reached new heights the blind king thought that his son duryodhana must have succeeded in winning the hands of draupadi he stood up in joy and said vidura What a great news you have brought me this morning. Oh, oh, I am so happy. Make arrangements to welcome the Panchala princess with the finest of jewels and gifts. Welcome Duryodhana and Draupadi into the city with great pomp and honor. Let no expense be spared. Vidura figured that king has misunderstood him. With a calm voice he said, "Brother, I spoke in haste and and I think I should clarify my statement. It was Arjuna who won Draupadi at the Sayamvara and not Duryodhana. Contrary to our belief, the Pandava brothers have survived the fire. To keep their mother Kunti's word, they all have married Draupadi and are now living in King Drupada's place in Kampilya. Vidura noticed how in an instant all happiness drained away from dhritarashtra's face the king sat down and tried to force a smile on his face that's that's wonderful news he said brother pandu's sons are as dear to me as my own my heart fills with joy to know that they are alive and have succeeded in winning the princess of panchal Vidura knew that Dhritarashtra was not speaking his mind still he said i am happy for you my brother may this thought 
stay with you forever saying so vidura left the chamber in the meantime duryodhana dushasana and karna arrived in the palace they were waiting outside dhritarashtra's chamber and overheard this conversation with vidura just as vidura left they stormed into the room father how could you be happy with the pandava's success how could you tell vidura to welcome our enemies don't you have any feelings for your sons blurted duryodhana dhritarashtra's face distorted in pain he said san duryodhana why don't you understand how can i express my real feelings to vidura after all i am the king of the kuru dynasty you tell me what should i do duryodhana came close to thritarashtra father the pandavas have survived the fire and now the people of hastinapur will be more sympathetic to them they have also become more powerful by acquiring an ally like drupad we must do something to get rid of them soon else we would lose everything we have dhritarashtra asked what do you have in mind duryodhana thought for a while and said the only way to beat them is to break the unity between the five brothers we can send some shrewd brahmins to kampilya who would spread words of dissent and jealousy among the pandavas or we can somehow incite draupadi against her five husbands for a woman with five husbands that shouldn't be a problem we can also use some beautiful nymphs to seduce the pandavas and thus make draupadi resent her husbands the sashana said we can also bribe drupad with lots of gold and silver and make him abandon the pandavas or or you know maybe we can use the brahmin spies to convince the pandavas to live in kampilla forever and never come back to hastinapur duryodhana said bhima is the root of all problems if we could eliminate bhima then pandavas would be powerless i am not worried about arjuna karna alone can take care of him but killing bhima is not easy uh, how about how about we send some assassins who would enter drupad's palace in secret and kill bhima this would render the pandavas powerless or or here is another idea maybe maybe we should invite them to hastinapur and when they entered the city and dropped their guards in joy we could ambush them and kill them with the help of some sharp shooters we can use any method but we must keep trying until we succeed in neutralizing them karna what do you say karna nodded his head and said my friend i am afraid i do not agree with any of your suggestions they are of no use against the pandavas you will never be able to break their unity by any sly means they are five bodies but of a single soul else why would they agree to marry the same woman you have been trying to kill bhima since his childhood did you ever succeed and when you yourself have failed do you think a petty assassin could succeed in killing him besides i hate any form of covert and deceptive tactics only cowards dread to face their enemy 
If you want my opinion, I'd suggest we spend some effort to amass a huge army and with the help of our allies. Then we should attack Panchala and defeat Drupada and the Pandavas in a direct battle. We have no dearth of gallant warriors on our side. We should be able to crush them without any problem. Duryodhana felt excited. But before he could say anything, Dhritarashtra spoke. Karna, you have spoken like a real hero, like a proper Kshatriya. But I think I should also take counsel from Bhishma, Vidura and Drona. Without their support, we cannot fight the Pandavas. Come to the assembly hall and I will take a decision after listening to them. Karna looked at Duryodhana who grimaced in frustration. They both knew that the Pandavas were the favourites of Bhishma, Drona and Vidura. They would never support any plan against the Pandavas. But they couldn't say anything in protest and followed Dhritarashtra to the royal assembly. There, in front of Bhishma, Drona, Vidura and others, Dhritarashtra explained the gravity of the situation. When we came to know that my beloved nephews were killed in the fire of Varanavata, we were all heartbroken. But then, with a heavy heart and with your permission, I proclaimed Duryodhana as the crown prince of Hastinapur. God only knows how glad I am to know that my brother Pandu's sons have survived the fire and are alive and well. But if the Pandavas now come back and stake a claim to the throne by force, which now belongs to Duryodhana, it can blow up to be a major conflict. The Pandavas are not alone either. They have Drupada by their side. We may be left with no other option but to fight. And I shiver to think of the consequences. How can we prevent such a destructive war? Karna was suggesting that we launch a preemptive strike and eliminate the problem before it even gets a chance to surface. But without your approval, I cannot take any such drastic measure. I seek your counsel. Please, guide me. Bhishma stood up and said, I can never support a war against the Pandavas. To me, the sons of Pandu and Dhritarashtra are all the same. Just as Duryodhana considers Hastinapur to be his ancestral home, so do the Pandavas. I suggest you give half the kingdom to the Pandavas. That will be the best course of action, one that is most appropriate of a Kuru descendant. He paused for a moment and then continued. We are lucky that the Pandavas are alive and well. When I heard of their death in Varanavata, I was not only heartbroken, but was also ashamed of myself as a Kuru descendant. I was ashamed to show my face to any living being. The people of Hastinapur don't blame Purochana as much as they blame you, the king of Kuru. Now that you have a chance, do the right thing and redeem yourself. As Bhishma got back to his seat, 
Drona rose to address the king. O king, a true friend is one who, when asked for counsel, speaks the truth and guides you to the right path. Our wise friend Bhishma has given you the right advice, and I agree with him with all my heart. Share the kingdom with the Pandavas, and that will benefit all. I suggest you send a messenger to Panchala with precious gifts for King Drupad and his family. Let the messenger tell him how glad you are to know that the Pandavas are alive and safe under his guardianship. Let him also tell Drupad how glad you are with this new alliance with the Panchala kingdom. The messenger should then ask Drupada's permission to bring back the Pandavas to Hastinapur. When the Pandavas arrive at the gates of Hastinapur, let Dusashana and Vikarna greet them and escort them to the palace. There, you would receive your nephews and your daughter-in-law Draupadi with proper rituals and affection, and then give Pandavas their due share of the kingdom and install Yudhishthira as the king. No sooner Drona finished his speech, Karna jumped upon his feet and said, O king, Bhishma and Drona have lived their life of luxury with your wealth and generosity. And now they give you advice that does not serve your interest. What can be more ironic? Please keep in mind, a person's happiness or misfortune depends on his fate and destiny and not on his friends. If it is your destiny to remain the king of Hastinapur, then nobody can take it away from you. If not, then it doesn't matter how hard you try or who you have as your friends you won't be able to keep your throne. Now it is for you to decide whose advice you should accept and whom to ignore. Drona replied, Karna, you are an evil person and that's why you consider our advice as evil. O King Dhritarashtra, one thing I can tell you for sure, if our advice is not followed, I warn you, the Kurus would be exterminated in no time. Karna was about to get up again, but Vidura interrupted. King, your friends have indeed spoken in your interest. But it is of no use if you don't pay any heed to them. You will find no better well-wisher than the great Pishma and Trona. They are not only impartial, but they are the wisest friends you will ever have. You should realize that it is impossible to defeat the Pandavas by force. Not only they are the most powerful warriors in the world, they also enjoy the support of the mighty Balarama and Satyaki. Lord Krishna is their advisor, King Drupada is their father-in-law and the gallant Prince Drishtadumya is their brother-in-law. They have the might and resources to defeat any enemy. I urge you not to listen to the evil advices of Duryodhana, Karna and Shakuni. They are foolish and devoid of any decency. All the ministers in the court greeted Vidura's comment with a loud applause. Dhritarashtra realized that it was not the time to go against the elders. He stood up and said, Bhishma, Drona and Vidura have spoken wisely 
and in the best interest of the Kuru dynasty. Yudhishthira and his brothers are as much my sons as they are of Pandu. Vidura, I would like to request you to go to Panchal right away and bring our beloved Pandavas to their home with dignity and honor. Soon Vidura left for Kampilya, the capital of Panchal, with carts full of gold and other precious gifts for King Drupada and the Pandavas. Drupada welcomed Vidura with open arms. The Pandavas and their mother Kunti were also delighted to see Vidura after a long time. Lord Krishna and his brother Balarama, who were in Kampilya as guests of Drupada, also greeted Vidura and paid their respects. Vidura then approached King Drupad and said, O King, I come here as the emissary of the great Kuru King Dhritarashtra. He has asked me to tell you how happy he is with this alliance with you and your family. He welcomes you to the greater Kuru family and wishes for an everlasting friendship. Drupad said, The feeling is mutual. I feel proud and honored to have the mighty Kuru family as our alliance. Vidura smiled and said, Our king, the Kuru family and the people of Hastinapur have missed their dear Pandava princess for a long time. With your kind permission, I would like to take them back to Hastinapur, their home. The Kuru women are also eager to meet their daughter-in-law, Panchali. Drupada said, Vidura, your request is well justified and I have no objection at all. If Yudhishthira and his brothers wish to go and if Krishna and Balarama agrees, you are most welcome to take them with you. Krishna, of course, had no objection. Soon, with a heavy heart, King Drupada and the city of Kampilya began to prepare for the departure of their daughter Draupadi to her in-law's house. After a long journey, the Pandavas, along with their mother Kunti and their bride Draupadi, arrived at the gates of Hastinapur. At the request of Yudhishthira, Krishna and Balarama also accompanied them. Drona, Kripa, Vikarna and many other Kuru ministers greeted them at the gates. They escorted the Pandavas in a royal procession with pomp and grandeur. Their path from the gate to the royal palace was decorated with flowers and colorful flags that fluttered in the breeze. A band of musicians followed them playing joyful music. The citizens of Hastinapur greeted their long-lost princess with loud chants along the road. They showered flowers on them and bowed in respect when Krishna and Balarama's chariot passed by. As they entered the palace, Dhritarashtra welcomed them with open arms. The Pandava brothers bowed in front of Dhritarashtra to pay their respect. Dhritarashtra pulled them to his chest in a warm embrace. Tears flowed from his blind eyes. The Kuru women greeted the new bride Draupadi with garlands and gifts. Gandhari greeted Draupadi with a warm embrace. But as she smelled Panchali's fragrant body, she remembered the prophecy. Draupadi would be the cause for her son's death. She shivered inside but retained the smile on her face. 
Duryodhana, Dusashana and Karna received the Pandavas with a cursory greeting. They were more concerned about their father Tritarashtra and wondered what action he'd take about the inheritance of the throne. But Dhritarashtra made no statement about the future of the kingdom. And everybody, although happy, were anxious to know what would be the fate of the Pandavas in Hastinapur. The Stories of Mahabharata is written, directed and told by Shudipta Bonik. Audio engineering, original music and sound design by Avi Ziv. The podcast is distributed under the Creative Commons non-commercial license. Find us online at facebook.com slash Mahabharata podcast. Join the group for updates and news. Subscribe to the podcast using iTunes or any podcast catcher.